Are you one of the 13 million heart attack survivors in America? What can you do to prevent a second heart attack? Welcome to the Nutrition Tips Podcast. This is Gloria Sang, Editor-in-Chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is dietitian Dr. Janet Brill. She is the author of the book, Prevent a Second Heart Attack. She's here today to discuss some hot topics regarding heart attack prevention and natural heart-healthy foods you can incorporate in your diet. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Brill. Oh, thank you for having me, Gloria. Now, for our chocolate holiday readers, we will talk about chocolate later today, but first off, let's start with the controversy, saturated fat. Some say it's bad, some say it's good. What's your take on that? Uh, my take is that absolutely mountains of scientific evidence are out there that really prove, I would say black and white, that saturated fat is not good for the heart. It uh, raises your blood cholesterol and it um, therefore increases your risk for heart disease. So saturated fat is not is a bad fat. Now, so then I, I'm pretty sure there are people who think about, okay, what about those, you know, found in coconut or maybe it's just natural saturated fat found in natural food like beef and, you know, cheese. What's your opinion on that, natural saturated fat? I, I don't believe there is such a thing as natural saturated fat. It's, you have the breakdown of the fatty acids, and even uh, I know there's a lot of controversy with coconut um, uh, fat out there, and it is clearly a, a um, saturated fat that raises your blood cholesterol simply because um, it contains these uh, a, a great deal of certain fatty acids that are known to raise your blood cholesterol level. So despite the fact that, for example, coconut oil has some, um, some questionable fatty acids that are neutral, have a neutral effect on your blood cholesterol, it also contains um, palmitic and meristic and, and all of those that are known to raise your blood cholesterol. So, so there back to your point, there really is no natural saturated fat. If it's high in these saturated fatty acids, it is going to harm the heart. Mm. Now, in Chapter 2 of your book, you've discussed plaque in detail. Now, honestly, I don't know there are so many kinds of plaques. So which types of plaques we should be worrying about? Okay, well, you know, heart disease is um, is a disease that really starts in childhood. I mean, we know that. We've known that forever. So um, it doesn't start out as being a, an artery that's completely clogged up. It really starts out and goes through phases over time. So it's a chronic, progressive type of um, deadly disease that's going on in the arteries. So the first hint that there's any kind of anything going wrong is the formation of what's called a fatty streak, which is um, found as they, they're called fatty streaks because they look like thin yellow lines and they contain collections of these uh, fat-filled cells. So that's kind of the first uh, infant, if you will, uh, type of plaque that, that collects in the, in the arteries and it's not good because then... Uh, over time, if you continue to expose the person to a high saturated fat diet, sedentary lifestyle, overweight uh, stressors that are harming the arteries, they will continue to progressively uh, develop into additional types of plaque. And the worst plaque, the uh, kind that is the most lethal, is what is called the soft um, or vulnerable rupture-prone plaque. 
and is what happens is that, and that's not necessarily the kind that clogs up the entire artery. It could be very small. It's just very uh, volatile. You can almost think of it like a volcano. And then when the plaque bursts, the the unstable uh, type of plaque that I'm talking about, when that bursts, a blood clot forms. And then that is what kills the cells downstream or results in cell death or a heart attack. So mm. that it's that vulnerable plaque that we want to, if you have heart disease, that you want to live the life and take the medications and eat the food that are going to stabilize that plaque so that you do not have uh, another cardiac event or heart attack. So what can we do, you know, on a diet basis to perhaps eliminate or, you know, minimize the size of this rupture-prone plaque? Okay, well, there's plenty of things uh, that you can do. I, I think in my book I talk about um, the heart patient being uh, having what's called a trilogy of vulnerability. So there's three areas that you can target with your lifestyle and medication. Um, the first one is going to be that vulnerable plaque, and so you're going to eat less uh, less uh, dietary cholesterol, less saturated fat. You're going to lower the uh, amount of cholesterol floating in your bloodstream because the um, bad cholesterol, the LDL, is what uh, fuels the um, formation of these plaques and also fuels inflammation. So you want to make sure that you're eating in ways that keep your cholesterol down as well as eating and exercising to fortify that bad cholesterol, the LDL, from um, becoming oxidized. So, and there's all these foods that I write about in the book um, mm -hmm. in plant antioxidants that, or other types of, of plant chemicals that actually interfere with the oxidation of that bad um, LDL cholesterol or the buildup of plaque and inflammation. These are anti-inflammatory foods. Um, the second area of, uh, of vulnerability is going to be the blood. So you want to uh, make sure, remember I said that a heart attack is formed, uh, a heart attack happens when the vulnerable plaque explodes and a, a blood clot forms. So if you have blood that's thin that doesn't clot easily, that is going to help you prevent uh, mm -hmm. a, a, another heart attack. So a lot of the foods that I talk about are kind of blood, natural blood thinners. And then the third area of vulnerability in heart patients uh, would be the, um, the way that the heart, the electrical activity of the heart, which um, if that goes awry, then, then you can have sudden death. And so, uh, for example, the, um, the fish oil that I talked about, the omega-3, has been proven, uh, the fish fat, to stabilize and to prevent arrhythmias or this um, problem with the electrical activity of the heart. So that's basically uh, the trilogy of vulnerability in heart patients. And so each of the uh, foods and the exercise that I talk about um, is going to target one, two, or all of those three areas of vulnerability. Now in your book, you call out eight foods that can heal the arteries. And you have extra virgin olive oil as the number one food. Why? Does it matter where the oil comes from? Because, well, let's just say uh, Homer was right. He called it liquid gold. Uh, Hippocrates called it the great therapeutic. It is, truly is liquid gold, and it's, um, it's, it's a wonderful fat. It should be your go-to fat. People that uh, the true Mediterranean diet uses 
is high in this extra virgin olive oil, and they, at the time, lived the longest and had the least amount of heart disease in, of any humans on the, on the planet um, at, in the 50s. So um, the, it is just a, a real um, a, a health drink, if you will. And what it's, uh, the, the parts of it that are so um, heart healthy would be the uh, monounsaturated fatty oleic acid, which we know is super heart healthy because it fortifies that bad LDL cholesterol particle from becoming oxidized. So it strengthens that. And remember I said that it's the, the oxidized bad cholesterol, LDL, that promotes that vulnerable plaque buildup and also inflammation. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, um, olive oil, extra virgin olive oil is a, really a three-part package when it comes to heart health. It contains, it's a fruit. Did you know that? <laughs> so you, to make olive oil, you, you grind up the olive, which is considered a fruit, all pit and seed and skin and all, and um, it's actually the most popular juice in the world. And because it's a fruit, it's packed with these plant antioxidants called polyphenols, which um, soothe inflammation and curb that oxidative stress that is going on in the arteries. And then the third uh, part of the package is the um, vitamin E, which is also a major dietary antioxidant uh, vitamin. So you get a tremendous amount of, um, of good things from pouring on that olive oil. But uh, again, you want to make sure that, that, that you don't, um, that douse is not the word that you dribble it on. <laughs> because it's like all fat, even though it's wonderful and it's liquid gold, it's still very, uh, very uh, calorie dense. So uh, you want to drizzle it on all your vegetables, and that'll help you get in because it's so flavorful that that'll help you uh, get in those veggies as well. Okay, let's talk chocolate. We know that dark chocolate is good, but not all chocolate are created equal, right? So what should we do in a nutshell to reap the health benefits of chocolate? That's absolutely correct. You want to get the um, dark chocolate, the one that's highest in flavanols, which is the, that class of antioxidants that has uh, been shown to, you know, to really uh, help the heart. So you want to make sure uh, that it's the highest percentage of cocoa, that the first ingredient should not be sugar. It should be that those uh, cocoa solids. And also you want to make sure that you don't see um, the word Dutch or alkali on the label anywhere because if it's Dutch processed, that destroys the flavonoids, which is the healthy part. In your book, you mentioned that cocoa beans from Madagascar and Java have doubled the flavonoid content. Is that right? Does the antioxidant content vary with cocoa bean origin? That's true. It's um, some are just naturally higher in antioxidants than others, and also it's really. But I think it's more so about the processing. So you want to make sure that again that it hasn't been processed with the alkali, and that um, it it still has preserved the um, the antioxidant, the flavonol content. And there was a study done, which I talk about in my book, that actually found that the highest um, antioxidant content was found in the natural unsweetened cocoa powder. So that's uh, always a good way to uh, to get that chocolate in is to cook it yourself using um, the unsweetened cocoa powder, and then you could sweeten it however you wish. And also, you know, you're getting the the product really that we are, have access to uh, that has the highest antioxidant level. 
Thank you for joining me. We've been talking to Dr. Janet Brill, author of Prevent Our Second Heart Attack. For more healthy eating tips and information about this show, go to healthcastle.com.